Black Ass Podcast with Hadia Robinson. Bono. 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 And what you need to do is go on down to the post office because they hiring. That's a good job. Ain't nothing wrong with working at Target. That is a good job. How are you? You 12 now? Oh, uh-uh. It's time for you to get a job. You ain't going to just be up in here studying. Oh, no, you're going to start contributing. You want all these? <laughs> what, you about eight? <laughs> you about eight now? Oh, it's time for you to get a job. <laughs> what up, y'all? Welcome to Black Ass Podcast. It's your girl, Hadia Robinson. Guess what? <laughs> it's Friday. So I'm still adjusting to the time change, so sorry, guys. Um, So I think I'm going to have to, I'm going to figure it out. But uh, shout out to all my East Coast, New York people that be straight on my phone messages, DMs. <clears throat> I'll be like, how the fuck you know how to spell? <laughs> Who knows how to spell? Like, I'm done. I can't. Um, but thank y'all so much for, uh, tuning in, coming on back to the party. Y'all come on in, uh, find some space on the ground. Uh-huh. Okay. Take them shoes off though. All right. Well, y'all come on in, squeeze in, look at your neighbor, say neighbor, <laughs> bitch, what you doing here? <laughs> um, uh, welcome back. So excited. First of all, there's so much shit to talk about in this episode that I'm almost like, Jesus, did you? <laughs> Is that you, Lord? <laughs> I mean, every day. This past week was trash on top of trash on top of old spaghetti that was left in some trash. You get what I'm talking Like, it was just trash, but still kind of yummy, right? Um, I can't talk about all this shit. I just cannot. I just want to say to black men out there, um... I need y'all to pull it together. I need y'all to have a man meeting. I need y'all to get y'all PR team together right now because seriously, how y'all let Jay-Z drop this album and everybody like, oh my God, black men, yes, okay, right. I mean, Colin Kaepernick out here doing amazing stuff like, word, that's right, but Afro is strong, okay. And then in one week, it was just straight mayhem. It felt like, you ever watching one of them old movies? <laughs> And the machine get overloaded, and next thing you know, like smoke is going everywhere, and it's like eh, eh. it's always at like some plant, and then all the people with the white little uh, hard hats on, and they everybody running. Just think of like a Godzilla movie. Movie. That's what I felt like was going on, and just like all the levers was popping and going crazy, and everything was in the red this past week. Usher, first of all, I almost feel like if you are. <laughs> It's about to be raggedy. If you are a celebrity and you are somebody who had who had reached the popularity of Usher and you don't have herpes, what you really doing? <laughs> was you really doing it though? Like for real? Like was you really on that level? I don't think nobody who's reached a certain level of stardom don't have all the diseases. Right? Like, come on, Usher. That come. Come on. You know Usher was sticking his penis in everything that possibly moved. Everything that had a space to fit a penis, his dick was in there. 
Like, let's let's just be honest. Let's be real. The boy started when he was 14. He was already talking about Diddy bringing grown-ass women down there to fuck him. Come on. Now, if you a grown-ass woman fucking a 14, 15-year-old little boy, first of all, you are straight up a pedophile. But second of all, you already got some other shit going on in your life. You done already been in them streets, honey. You done already decided your pussy was going to pay your bills. <laughs> you had already just come to, you had burned some sage, had a conversation, was like, look, um, Jesus, I know I'm supposed to do better out here, but right now, yeah, I'm going to have to go teach this little 15-year-old boy about life, right? Still pedophile. Don't get it twisted. But I'm just saying, like, you already come to the table with your own little situation. So, yeah. Like, Usher probably didn't have herpes since day one. Like, as <laughs> soon as he signed his record deal and he signed it at the bottom, the record deal came with herpes. <laughs> like, I mean, why are people acting surprised? Like, come on, y'all. Um, R. Kelly and this sex cult. Here's the thing for the people who are in some way upset. Are y'all really upset or are you now just trying to find an excuse for, you know, or, or is it fake outrage knowing damn well you done been to five R. Kelly concerts in the, since he peed on that girl? Five R. Kelly concerts. I'm not judging. I'm not going to sit up here and act like I wasn't in the club and Step in the Name of Love came on and I got my straight table dance on I'm like, and probably got up, Step. step I, I'm sure I got up. Like, I'm going to be, let's all be honest. We play Step in the Name of Love at people's weddings. How do you play a song by somebody that was pissing on kids at a wedding for some people who are supposed to come together and make kids? You give them, like, we all, we all all and i don't care who you are and you can be up in here on your high and mighty church cloth high horse pedestal if you want to but bitch that church hat is feeling real heavy right now so i'm gonna need you to take it off and stop fronting everybody done been in the club and feeling on your booty that came on and everybody said the same thing ah that's my song complete with a body roll so don't act brand new right we didn't all been in the club i believe i can fly like you know what i can do this <laughs> we all was at some point looking for some motivation and i believe i can fly came on and we was like you know what i'm gonna start that business <laughs> Right. Seems like ready, even though we weren't thinking like, oh, he talking to a 12 year old kid, even though I'm sure he wrote this song to a 12 year old kid. In our head, it was just like we seeing it as two adults who, you know, they've been through so much, but finally trying to get back in the dating game, you know, divorce, broken relationships, lies and cheating, you know, took some time off to just be one with self. We read a couple of Ayala books, got into some Maya Angelou poetry. You know what I'm saying? Like we really took that time to heal. And then seems like you ready was just us getting back out there, putting our heart back out there, finding somebody who we felt like, you know what? I think that's the one, right? So seems like you're ready. That was more like, yeah, I am ready. I am ready for love. I'm ready to put, I'm ready to risk it for love. Not like I'm, seems like you're ready, little kid, get in the room, but seems like you're ready to get back out there and find that love that God has for you. I'm not turning a R. Kelly song into a church song, so let's be very clear. I, I, I can already see <laughs> 
the whole I could feel the force of side eyes. <laughs> I just felt the I felt like an X-Man. <laughs> like, ooh, I felt the force move. So I'm not turning that into a church song. But you get right. You get what I'm saying. So why the f- why is people trying to act like, oh my God, I can't believe I can? What I can't believe is that a black father allowed his daughter to be in arm's length of R. Kelly. That's what I'm mad about. I'm not like, of course, I'm mad at R. Kelly. That's disgusting. But I'm more mad at the parents that literally took their daughter over there and served the daughter to R. Kelly. They legit was like, hey, so uh 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 uh, put on the other the poodle skirt <laughs> put on them baby doll socks like <laughs> they had a whole pedophile outfit laid out for their daughter to wear to go see r kelly that's what i'm mad about as a father you were supposed to be like wait what happened you was where and you saw r kelly I'm going to have to fuck this. I'm about to go fuck him up. Me, I'm about to go get three of my homeboys. We're going to roll by this concert. We're going to catch this motherfucker coming outside. We're going to catch everybody slipping. We about to bust his shit. Like, straight up. That was that was what they were supposed to do. And now they like, oh, I, I can't believe. You can't believe, bitch. I can. What are you talking about? And then for the girl to come out and talk about, I'm not brainwashed, sis. First of all, stop. Come on. The fact that you even over there with R. Kelly tells me you brainwash. Like, stop it. Stop. Don't. If you don't, if you want people to believe you there of your own free will, then don't come out with no interview tape, nothing, because it all looks suspect. And if y'all really want R. Kelly to break up this little sex code, if you want him to shut down his this black Playboy mansion, it sound like he got going on over there, then all you need to do is make an anonymous call to the police, start breathing all heavy, 911. <gasps> I just seen him drag a white girl into R. Kelly house. Trust and believe. <laughs> the R. Kelly compound is going to be SWAT, ATF, DEA, ICE. They're going to see if it's, it's going to be immigration coming over there. Everybody is going to be, oh, you understand? They're going to bring Matt Damon as Jason Bourne. You get what I'm telling you? It's going to be a full out sting operation. People is going to be repelling down with one of the, from the helicopters, everybody in black. It's going to look like a Will Smith movie, okay? They, they might bring Will Smith ass up in there on some old I Am Robot. <laughs> I mean, like, come on, people. You know, if, anyway, so that was that. Um, uh, what's the other boy? Um, OJ is out of jail, and I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, of course we know OJ is like thirty. OJ is three months away from the sunken place. You know OJ has been in jail, mar- marking on the walls when he gonna get him another white girl. So we not, you know, please don't act surprised when OJ get out of jail and have a white bitch on his arm. You know it's coming. You already know what it is we know who he is we know right he ain't been in he didn't have that moment like malcolm x in jail <laughs> where he was in the shower sick trying to, and the dude gave him some nutmeg brother bane he didn't run into brother bane 
I'm sorry. I'm having too much fun. He did not run into Brother Banks in jail. He just didn't. He There was no moment of clarity for him. There was no light that came down through his cell window. OJ is going to get out of jail. He going to have on some tight ass fucking dad, dad jean ass khakis. He's going to do all of that shit he was doing before, right? But, yeah. Come on out, OJ. I'm happy for you. I'm glad. I'm glad. Get back in these streets. Yup. Go, go snatch you up a couple of little white girls. Go right ahead. Because that ain't going to do shit but make white people even more mad, which is going to give me so much joy. I'm going to just be honest. Because let's be real about this, okay? And I tweeted this uh, I, and I tweeted this the other day. OJ has spent more time in jail for a robbery that didn't nobody even get killed at than every police officer that has shot somebody in just as much time. So every police murder that's happened in the last nine years, those police have gotten off, right? Uh, I think the dude that killed Walter Scott, he might be the only one in jail, but that he only up to two years, if that, right? So OJ, for a robbery, was sentenced to 30 three years meanwhile we watched this officer kill philando castile we watched the officer kill alton sterling we saw the officer kill terrence crutcher and guess what all of them bitches is at home on facebook reading the news like oj out did some bullshit so hell yeah oj and i hope oj rent a white bronco and to pick him up from the motherfucking jail. I want him to get in a white Bronco. I want him to wear the exact outfit he was wearing the day they came and got him. I want it to look like 1995 all over again. I want him driving out of that Las Vegas desert at 17 miles an hour. I want this to be the slowest trip from Vegas to Cali that anyone has ever seen in a whole ass life. I hope OJ moved his ass right back into the exact house he was living in. I hope OJ started having um, walkthroughs of the house where the shit went down. He should have a tour guide walking people through what happened, what could have happened on that night. He should do a scavenger hunt for murder clues. Like, I want, that's the level of petty I would be at because I don't. <sighs> Anyway, I'm just, OJ, if you need some, <laughs> if you want some ideas, I can get a team together. We'll come down. <laughs> you don't even understand. I would do, a, I would throw my own ticker tape parade in the same city. I wouldn't give a fuck. Mm. I need somebody on this podcast to give me an F-bomb count. Like I need a, who want to be my F-bomb intern? Like I just need somebody just chilling next to me with one of them counters you know when people going into the club and they be like click go ahead click click right <laughs> so i can look over every couple of minutes and be like mm, okay 17 okay i got three more <laughs> um i'm sure i missed some stuff it's some more trash but that was just kind of like the moment I, where i wanted to start so black man i you know we love y'all of course you know those um those incidents could never sum up, you know, y'all as a whole group. But God damn it, if y'all need to get it together. Who's over y'all meetings? That's what I'm like. Who's who's running the meetings right now? 
because it's it's bad. Who is the PR director? It's bad right now. Pull it the pull it together. All right. So um, where do we start? Oh, okay. We can start here. Madame Toussaint <laughs> just unveiled a wax figure of Beyonce. I'm putting Beyonce in quotes uh, because the I don't know it it this thing I don't even know what it looked like I don't even know who this looked like this shit didn't even look like somebody that knew Beyonce like that's how off this wax figure was it was so terrible first of all this wax figure chick looked low budget as hell she looked like a chick she looked like a white girl. You know who she looked like? And I don't know this white girl name, but she had a show on VH1. She was with a ball, a baseball player that was black, and that's who she looked like. Now, just like I don't know her name, that's how random this goddamn wax figure looked. This wax figure looked like a girl, a white girl from Iowa who was performing Beyonce's songs at the state fair. <laughs> and everybody got mad because she didn't do a, a Carrie Underwood song. Do Carrie! We want to hear Carrie! <laughs> and she out there trying to do I'm a Survivor. <laughs> oh, God. Yo. Madam Tucson, y'all might as well go ahead and close all them doors. Y'all might as well grab your coat, all y'all old files, get them computers and turn them all off and everybody go home. Y'all are done. This is officially the end of Madam Tucson. Y'all, and I don't even want to, I can't even imagine what all them Beyonce stands said when they saw that shit. <laughs> oh no, the fuck? <laughs> They were like, because I look, the beehive is real. I know them kids was out there, and it ain't even kids. Like, the beehive is like straight adults. Like, I can actually see Gail King out there. It's straight. I can imagine Gail King being in the beehive. You get what I'm telling you? Like, it's on that level. So, I can only imagine all these people waiting outside for the big reveal, and they pulled that little white cloth off of this bitch from Iowa <laughs> and all hell broke loose I'm talking about people in there started pulling down the other wax figures pushing shit over ripping all the ribbon off the walls I think first of all it's no excuse for this. They did a wax figure. Now, granted, they've done some trash wax, wax figures. And I don't know what it is about them doing black people, but they really have a problem doing black people. It's like they don't have the right, they can't never get our proportions right. Or maybe it's, look, conspiracy time, boom. Maybe it's they got to fuck it up because what they can't have this black person who's reached this level of stardom and success actually like that it's their little dig like oh here's our beyonce right like oh that beyonce like beyonce may be great but 
later on down the line, right, after the zombie apocalypse and somebody come up in this wax figure museum, this is what they're going to believe these people look like, right? Of course, they got to tear down the internet. They got to tear down black Twitter and get rid of every meme and picture that black people have had and are using and circulating on, on a daily basis, right? So it'll take a lot of work. This is something I'm sure Donald Trump is working on behind the scenes, like while we all looking at this Russia bullshit and while, while they can't get health care together, what they really doing, y'all? Think about it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, that's just that was a conspiracy. It, that was a lot. I might have I might have smoked some bomb weed last night, and I might still be a little high, a little paranoid. I'm just saying something to think about. I know somebody is listening at work right now, like yo. <laughs> so boom, but here's their excuse. So this like for real, this wax figure looks terrible, right? They're saying they're blaming the flash photography. Bitch, y'all only got one picture of Beyonce? We're talking about Beyonce here. So out of the 7 million pictures out there, y'all just had this one? That was the only one y'all could find. Y'all couldn't find no other pictures of Beyonce. There was nobody else. There was no other location. There was no file saved. Y'all didn't have no other research done. Y'all just had this one-ass picture of Beyonce that looked like somebody took it on a camera phone. And probably it wasn't even Beyonce. It was the person standing next to Beyonce. And the person, as they was doing the wax figure, just got confused. And maybe they was up late. I mean, this makes absolutely no sense to me. Now, the good thing is, and it was just announced today, they took the wax figure out of there. And I'm sure they they did because I'm sure I am 100 percent sure that the groans and grumbles and uh, and possible boycott, the threats, the emails, the memes, the, the one member of the beehive that know how to that actually work for the government. <laughs> that was going <laughs> <laughs> that was threatening IRS action. Yeah, that's how that's how real the beehive is. I'm sure it was some chick that actually works for <laughs> the IRS, like, what y'all about to do? Or I'm auditing everybody up in here, okay? Janitor all the way to the top. So what you might want to do is get that Michaela candle up out of here talking about that's Beyonce because it's not, okay? You have 24 hours. Click, and that, they was like, well, uh, let's get that up out of here. But, um, no, if you go through and look at some of the wax figures they've done, for whatever reason, they can't get black people together. They got, a, they got one of Kylie, and this bitch got all the black people features. So, clearly, y'all can do black people features. Y'all just don't want black people to be great. There you go. There it is. But, uh, yeah, back to the drawing board because this broad, she looked like a real person, but just not Beyonce. And, yeah, they did her dirty. They did Beyonce dirty. If I was Beyonce and I was there, oh, I can't even imagine. I doubt that Beyonce was there. But if in the event Beyonce was there, I can't even imagine. Anyway. So, yeah, Madam Tucson, y'all need to pull it together. And it's, it's other, like, this girl posted a picture, a couple of pictures of other Beyonce wax figures. And they're all terrible. They are all trash. I don't even know. Uh, anyway. Yeah, it's, uh, they are all trash. They all look like 
like really bad sex dolls or but this one specifically Madame Toussaint yeah y'all might as well go ahead and close down this this should be a there should be a foreclosure on all locations <laughs> um <clears throat> okay um with all this craziness going on there was one shining moment this week uh it's report so the the dude that's in the seat that obama once had <clears throat> yeah never gonna associate that person and the term president not gonna do it boom so the, the orange dude that's in the seat that Obama once held, right, just did an interview with the New York Times. And as you know, he's always complaining, New York Times, they treat me so bad. What? Side note. <clears throat> Why is this dude such a bitch, right? He is such a bitch. Every interview, he sound like a bitch. Every time you hear him complaining and whining, he sound like a bitch. He sounds exactly how I imagined Donald Trump Jr. sounded in the last episode of my phone. Dad, it's not my fault. That's how I feel like Trump sounds when he's like in real life, when he's at the White What? Healthcare is in my, we're just going to let it fail. I'm not going to own it. The, the, the Republicans aren't, we're not going to. Sound like a bitch, yo. Anyway, um, but this one, you know, so he did the interview and he's talking about how he sat next to <laughs> the first lady from Japan and she didn't speak a word of English. You know, it was just kind of awkward because she didn't speak a word of English. Meanwhile, this woman speaks full-on clear English. She know words Trump can't even imagine using on a daily basis. How amazing is that? That is a level of petty that I aspire to come through. It's so funny because you know what? The fact that this is how ignorant, this is how dumb he is. The fact that he didn't even think to do his research. The fact that he don't, he didn't even think to even know or learn a couple of words in Japanese. The idea that he didn't even have a research team do any research, or maybe they did do research, but I can imagine him like, I, I don't care, I, whatever, whatever, right? And this woman probably was like, looked at the seating chart and was like, mm, no, I'm not going to even, I'm not going to do this. I'm trying to write a book right now. Would I look like burning brain cells with this dick hole? No. I'm not, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> oh, no English. <laughs> <laughs> she probably was up there just giving him the little fake smile. Like, right? Probably, and you know Trump, that that probably is everything he needed right there. That's one less person he has to act like he's informed around, right? Boom. But the funny part is, is that this woman is giving keynote addresses for the Ford Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> But on that good night, she was like, mm -mm, I'm not going to do it. I already don't want to go to this dinner. No way. I'm no, I'm used to hanging out with Michelle, my homegirl, Shell, sitting next to, to Barack. He over there smelling like cool water, looking all fly and shit, smiling at me, giving me the little elbow nudge. Like, yeah, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> right? That's what she used to. She used to around, being around some real power players, some real fly motherfuckers, right? They sitting at the table sipping on some fly, like, you know what I mean? Like some aged, mad aged sake and shit, right? Trump the type of dude that sit at the table and order a fuck. Anyway, 
Anyway, no, he'll order some fly shit just because he he's the type of person that want to blow money for no reason, right? But the thing, the difference is nobody want to be around him. And Melania sitting over there with her eyes squinted all tight and shit, like she judging the whole situation, right? Because she, Melania is in sexy mode or at all times. Like, bitch, when do you turn the smolder off? Why are you smolder, bitch? Are you going to eat or are you going to smolder? <laughs> what is all this? Why are you giving me a Calvin Klein uh, billboard ad? Can you, can you open your eyes, bitch? Can you just, can we, can we be real people right now? Ain't nobody, I didn't ask for this. I'm just trying to talk to you about the weather. Why are you trying to? Why are you why are you giving me wanting eyes? Would you stop? Be a person, Jesus. She like, like what, bitch? Are you trying to dazzle me? Is this true blood? Open your eyes, bitch. Would you stop? <laughs> yes, I call Melania a bitch. I don't care. Shit. I call Michelle a bitch, but I meant that in like, yes, bitch. Yeah right on some black girl magic you know boom but yeah i'll call melania bitch i don't care <laughs> absolutely her husband is a bitch too <laughs> so what but word to the first lady of japan akiai ape i actually had to ask google to say it but akiai Ooh, oh my god you know sometimes being a comedian is so messed up because our brain is always thinking like we're saying one thing but our brain is always feel like going through like funny 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 say say something funny right so my brain automatically was like karate movie <clears throat> or it's japan that's because they mm. yeah that might have been racist you know look at the end of the day it is what it is i own up to who i am i try to be real and honest with myself so I already, I prefaced it and said that I was thinking of some bogus shit. And I just, you can't say you thinking of something and not tell people what you're thinking. So I was being courteous and saying, well, uh, this is what I'm thinking. So you can't, you can't judge me for that because I'm being honest. This is us sharing in this moment. I'm trying to share with y'all. Don't do that. Don't, don't make me feel bad. I feel bad enough. I feel bad enough. <laughs> um, let me see what else is going on before we get into this bullshit. Oh, Mike Tirico is a sports commentator for NBC and a sportscaster, I'm sorry, yeah, for NBC. And he doesn't believe he's black. Now, if you listen to this podcast when it was What Is This Podcast, I talked about a woman named Verda Bird who had just found out she was black but believed her whole life that she was white and I'm looking at her face and I was like Verda says you should have always known you was black you look like you make the the most bomb ass potato salad ever like if I went to a cookout saw this woman and somebody said oh and she made this potato salad oh she made this peach cobbler 
I'm absolutely eating it. And I'm not even going to test it. I'm not going to even take like a spoonful to taste it. I'm scooping that shit to immediately on my plate. Hefty servings. And I'm packing it to go plate. Because she, I just me looking at her, I know she makes some bomb-ass potato salad. And you ain't making no bomb-ass potato salad unless you got some black in your family. White people, I'm sorry to tell you, black people make the most bomb-ass potato salad. We don't always, we don't always make it good. But when it comes to potato salad, black ass, black people got it locked on potato salad. Period. Okay, y'all, casseroles, that's y'all shit. Potato salad, bitch. Oh, don't get it twisted. So, this dude, Mike Tarico, um, says that you know everybody in his family is white. Everybody looks as white as a refrigerator, and you know he just comes from a family of Italians. Mike, 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 Mike. Now, if you want to pause it and look up who I'm talking about, if you don't already know, Mike Tirico is M-I-K-E-T-I-R-I-C-O. Mike Tirico. Give you a second. <laughs> if you want to turn your internet to Mike Tirico and catch this word. I just want to uh, send this word to Mike himself, Mike Tirico, if you're listening. I just want you to embrace your black ass heritage, sir. I mean, I understand. And the white people, what needs to happen is you need to stop lying about what's really going on. Now, granted, he said he didn't know his real father. He only saw pictures of him. Well, Mike, that's because your mama gave you that picture of the man who was supposed to be your father. But at the hospital on the day of your birth and you came out looking that creamy brown, that kind of you ever go to Dunkin Donuts and get a coffee and they put all the cream in it. So it's basically cream with a little bit of coffee. Yeah. When you came out about that color, that butter pecan brown and you supposed to be whitey white refrigerator white, as you like to say, sir. And your daddy looked at you, look at your mama, looked at you, looked at your mama was like, really, bitch. <laughs> And that was the last time he came by, okay? So I understand you've been served a bunch of lies, but Mike, I need you to understand that you are 100 and absolute percent black, okay? You look like every black dude that mans the barbecue pit at every cookout, right? I'm talking about the black dude that's like, I, I got it. Hey, 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 put that down, put that down. They like, no, the ribs burn. They ain't burning. They ain't burning. <laughs> And then the, when the ribs done, you be like, these ribs good. Like you look like you make your own barbecue sauce. And it's always like you put like a dab of Hennessy or something in there that most people wouldn't even think to put in there. But the, everybody eating them ribs like, God damn it. <laughs> That's you every time. They, <laughs> right. That's You look like every black dude that iron their jeans, Mike. Okay. Every older black man that has a pair of jeans with a crease in them, you look like him, Mike. You look like the good that you look like a principal at an inner city school. Okay, you look like the dude. <laughs> you look like the black dude. <sighs> you look like the. <laughs> I'm sorry. Basically, I'm describing my dad. You look like the black dude that entered the barbershop and got to speak. All right. Okay. I see. All right, brother. Okay. All right. Hey, hey. Okay. Look out now. <laughs> you the black dude that speak to every other black person on the street. It don't matter. What. You don't have to know them. All right. You good, brother? Okay. Hold it down. <laughs> I see you. 
Mike, you look like the black dude that invested in the stock market and now you own boats. Okay, you you look like the black dude at every cotillion. <laughs> you look like the black father that come from a long line of doctors. You get what I'm telling you? You look you're black, okay? And I'm sorry, they fed you a bunch of lies and everybody was in on it. And um, if your mom's still alive, I'm hoping you know that she is. Maybe before she goes, she will tell you the truth of what really happened and maybe then you can connect with the other side of your real family and you can stop holding this picture of these refrigerated white people acting like that's all your... No, that's not, okay? That I mean, that's your mama. That's absolutely your mama, <laughs> but bruh... If you want to know what really happened, go to the doctor that delivered you. If you can get back to the hospital, ask them about the big-ass fight that broke out. <laughs> ask them how, your, how the man in the picture turned up at the hospital when you came out flipping over tables and shit, threatening to kill everybody in the hospital because that wasn't his son. Go ask them about that, Mike, okay? But until then, bruh, I mean, look, black black features are black features. We know what it is. Bro, you got a black ass nose. I mean, look, let's just be 100 with it. Them features, you got black ass features and that's fine. So, you know, I think the sooner you acknowledge it and get into it, the better off you'll be. That way people don't have to be around you having them awkward ass conversations like they ain't looking at your face like, huh? <laughs> he like, yeah, you know, as Italians, huh? Do it, if you don't do it for yourself, do it for the people around you so people can stop acting like they not thinking exactly what they thinking. The fuck is he talking about? <laughs> what is this black ass talking about? <laughs> but uh, just invite me to one of your cookouts because I know that barbecue is slamming, sir. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, uh having a good time talking about Mike and then I got to do this bullshit that story. Um so supposedly guys Miley Cyrus felt sexualized while twerking during the 2013 MTV VMA performance. Now, um, a couple of things about this. Uh, I'm going to put twerking in quotes because that bitch has never twerked in her life. She's moved her body in very odd and precarious ways. But twerking, no, I'm not going to give you that, sis. You was on stage. This is the performance that she had with Robin Thicke in his old jail Beetlejuice jumpsuit remember that suit he was wearing and she's on stage looking like a fucking clown in the little latex bra and panty set and she up there shaking her i'm gonna put ass in quotes too because let's be honest people were saying it looked like chicken cutlets it honestly did but i think we being a little too generous her ass is about as thick as a pair of bifocals okay yeah bifocals are thick compared to other glasses but if you put a pair of bifocals up to an actual ass not that thick so that's about the thickness she was bringing to the situation but you felt sexualized get the whole fuck out of here i don't know if you've seen molly cyrus lately but she's on this whole new revamping you know this is her chance now now she want to she want to get chose she's done being a hoe in these streets now she's ready for marriage now she, you know she want to get rid of her whole life and be on some housewife shit she's trying to get chose so in doing that now she's trying to of course play the victim 
I just, I felt sexualized. Molly Cyrus, get the whole fuck out of here. First of all, bitch, you are, you already was on. So people who do shit like that, supposedly feeling sexual, sexualized, that's because you're in a situation where you don't have any say. You don't have any control. You basically don't, you can't make any decisions. You don't have any longevity. So you are basically at the hands of whatever A&R, whatever, you know, whatever image consultants are out there saying, this is what you have to do in order to get on, right? So you ain't in that position, bitch. Your dad is Billy Ray Cyrus. I didn't listen to none of his music, but I know he big as shit. The fact that you was already coming from Disney, bitch, get... You didn't have to do none of this shit. You chose to do it because you thought that shit was cool, bitch. You thought you was hot. You out here with rappers and shit, turned up, smoking weed, wilding. Bitch, didn't, I'm sure I doubt that anybody forced your ass to go on stage with all them dildos you was throwing out at the concerts. Yeah, bitch. That was the choice you made. You got enough money where you actually went out and on a concert tour, you probably went to the sex shop and bought that bitch out every night so you could throw out sex toys and shit to little 12 and 13 year old girls because you was trying to change your image you was trying to get away from your whole hannah montana good girl country image and you wanted to be the turned up chick you wanted to be the little hood rat you wanted to play that role so don't give me this whole no you didn't bitch and then this is this is my problem with this is the problem with appropriation. This is the problem with white people want to come in, you know, be a part of our culture for a couple of days. And then once they done with it, now it's like, oh, oh, my God, I can't. No, it's so gross. No, um, it's just it's so over sexualized. It's so much. There's so much. It's so misogynistic. Oh, but bitch, it was good when you was making your little albums and it was cool when you was out riding on the back of motorcycles and shit. It was cool when you was fucking dancing with Chris Brown or whoever the fuck else you and and, and young little boy or whatever these little rapper names is. I sound it's just like an auntie. Oh my God. I just want to take a moment to <sighs> I just sounded old as fuck. Little rapper boy youngin. <laughs> I don't know that little boy name. I was one second from saying, I don't know that little boy. <laughs> but it was all cool. If That was fine. It was all fun. You ain't have no problem cussing your dad out about the decisions. You were, dad, you don't fucking understand, okay? I'm out here. I'm making my own money. And I have to do this. And I'm gonna, it's what I want to do. Right? That was, I'm sure. I would put money on that being a conversation that she had with Billy Ray Cyrus. The first time he seen her with that short haircut, titties out, little little booty shorts. Molly? What? Not Molly? What the hell? Dad, you don't fucking understand, okay? I'm out here. I'm making my own money. Fuck off, Dad. I mean, baby, I don't. I thought we was going to do our duet. I'm not fucking doing a duet, Dad, okay? I don't fucking play the guitar. I mean, the guitar is so old. I mean, what do you think? I'm fucking, like, Robert, <laughs> Reba McIntyre? The fuck, Dad? But, baby, why are you? Dad, just don't fucking worry about it, okay? My friends are coming over. Little Uzi, Boosy, um, little baby boy, little trade dog, little dope. Dope sack. They're all fucking coming over. And we're going to do some music in the studio, Dad. Stop being and just fucking get out of here. You're not fucking cool. 
Oh, okay. You guys want some snacks or something? Dad, we don't fucking want snacks, okay? You know what you can do? Go get us some 40 ounces. Go get us some papers. We're going to fucking smoke out. It's going to be great. I just want you to, you know, Dad, just get the fuck out of here, okay? That was Miley Cyrus and her, right, when it was all good. And that's the now all of a sudden, you know, this bitch trying to get married. She done fucked up two relationships. Now she's trying to get married. She's like, you know, I just... Wait, let me fix my sundress. I just really felt that it was a lot of pressure and I I had to I had to do the songs with Dream and I had to do the songs with Drake. I I didn't want to I didn't want to do it. Bitch, get the fuck. So fuck you, Miley Cyrus. I already didn't have it for you anyway. I already didn't like you. I thought your songs was fucking whack. And I can already see through all that bullshit. But now you want to pull your shirt down. Now you want to have a whole shirt on instead of bra and panties on every performance. Now you want to wear some respectable pants and shit. Now you, bitch, she ain't even in heels. She wearing wedges and shit now. Bitch. Molly out here in some naturalizers. (laughs) This bitch in some naturalizers. Fuck you, Miley Cyrus. And that's the problem with appropriations. The problem is, is that these people want to adopt things that we do, exploit the fuck out of it, and then walk away from it like, oh, no, I would never. It's, oh, no, it's too aggressive. It's too blah, 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 blah. Bitch, but it's, but it's all good when you in it and you making money and you're like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool to exploit it. You don't have no problem with that. It's, it, it's cool to exaggerate it, take it over the top, be over the top with it. This bitch on stage with fucking strap-ons and shit. It's cool because now that that dumb shit she's doing is now associated with black culture. And people are looking at that like, oh, that's a part of black culture. No, the fuck is not. It's her, it's her expression of black culture. It's her exaggeration of black culture, right? And then now we're left with, oh, but that's some shit. But my, ain't Molly down with y'all? Wasn't she down? Ain't, wasn't she doing what y'all was doing no bitch we don't do that we we fucking fly we swagged out with our shit this bitch over here she playing with it and now she gone trying to be in a fucking minivan and be a goddamn soccer mom fuck you molly cyrus Mm. i needed to get that out oh thank you yeah i had that in my shoulders Woo! feels so good (sighs) um I need to get that out because that way I can be a little more calm for this last story. Oh, before I get into the last story, real quick announcement. Um, <clears throat> This is for a segment I would like to call, Won't He Do It? <laughs> um, It's being reported by the New York Times that paperwork has gone missing for private student loan debt. And the private student loan debt might be wiped away. Now, remember when Anonymous was first being talked about and Anonymous was like threatening to put people paperwork out, social security number, exposing, they was straight exposing like corrupt police departments and posting people's social security numbers, just all kind of really dope shit. And everybody was like, okay, that's cute and everything, but why don't y'all go ahead and erase some of this dang on student loan debt? Well, it looks like 
somebody heard the call. Okay, won't he do it? Um, so supposedly, like, there's missing paperwork, and a lot of debt collectors are buying people's old debt student loan debt but they're realizing that the student loan debt is coming with faulty paperwork some of the paperwork is being lost and they're liking it and they're um they're um saying it's a lot like the housing collapse and how all those faulty loan papers and with the subprime mortgage crisis it's kind of mirroring that they're so you might want to check. You might want to give a call, especially if you somebody that was like, I don't give a fuck about this student debt. I'm not paying it. I'm not paying our nail loan till I get a job in my actual field. And I understand that, right? Not that I have a student loan because a bitch don't. <clears throat> but, you know, word to the people who do. That's a real struggle. I get it. Um, So, you know, you just might want to put a call in. Now, granted, and I'm going to put this out here because uh, once again, another moment in conspiracy. Mm. Or <laughs> that's every that's every conspiracy conversation I have. Or this could be a ploy to get people's updated contact information and have y'all calling when you ain't called and ain't had no contact, they ain't had no way of finding you all of a sudden, and now you popping up talking about, do I still got a student loan? They be like, Yes, you do. What's the phone number? We have you at blah 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 blah. Right? So you might want to call from a block number, possibly from a work number of a friend of a friend not even your direct friend because you don't want to get them caught up in the bullshit i'm just saying you might need to take the actual text you might need to call with one of them kidnapper voice scrambling things <laughs> hello i'm caught <laughs> shit be mad digitized i'm just saying you might need to take the prep proper steps to make sure you not getting caught out there. Think about it. <laughs> but you might want to check on that. And that is a what won't he do it moment. Um, final story is Final Story is about the cop who shot the mentally ill woman in the Bronx. Now, this Sergeant Hugh Barry is on trial for murder of a bat-wielding Bronx woman. This woman was 66 years old, Deborah Danner, 66. Now, she was schizophrenic in her house. Police come. She's in her room. Police are in the living room. Police, sis right plural polices in her room she's got some scissors she's like opening and closing the scissors and as a threat right she's in her own room police are telling her put the scissors down now all of this is the police report this is their recount recounting of what happened so i'm already side-eyeing this shit number one but Hugh Barry was supposedly the one that was leading the whole put the put the scissors down. So she they want her to come out the room. She don't want to come out the room. She's mentally disturbed. She's 66. Let's make that very clear. She is a 66-year-old woman, right? 
So he get her to put the scissors down, trying to get her to come out the room. The living room, like outside of her bedroom, her house is full of police. So she's already a mentally ill woman in her house full of police with a pair of scissors. Put the scissors down. Then he says she grabs a baseball bat. And she held the bat in a right-handed baseball batter stance with the right hand above the left, with the, bu- with the bat above her right shoulder near her ear. And he's saying this is a deadly threat. And he immediately drew his firearm. Bitch. You telling me you are a motherfucking police officer. You done trained for this job and you in a house with a 66-year-old woman wielding a baseball bat. Not a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire. Not a baseball bat with nails nailed into it. Not a baseball bat with with HIV blood all on it. I'm talking about a 66-year-old woman with a baseball bat and this was a deadly... This was a deadly threatening pose. Nah, get the fuck out of here. Let me tell you what's a deadly threatening pose, right? A-Rod with a baseball bat. What's the other? Mark, whatever that, whatever the dude that won the batting thing, him and Barry Bonds was going for it at the same time. That dude with a bat is a deadly pose, okay? Dwayne The Rock Johnson right stone cold steve austin with a bat right the 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 dude that's about the mma fighter that's about to fight mayweather with a baseball bat that's deadly that's some shit that'll pop your whole fucking head off right that is a death that's a deadly pose you see that person with a baseball bat you concerned that you about to get your whole head knocked off your shoulders but a 66 year old woman with a baseball bat no, that's not a that's not a deadly threat. And but of course, you know how police do it. They all come with a and he didn't have the luxury of using the same, you know, um statement that all the other police have used. I'm sure they they wanted to send it over. The one they used for Mike Brown, the one they used for Alton Sterling, the one they used for Terrence Crutcher, you know, he was towering over me. I fear for my life. I just wanted to get he couldn't use that one because he we're talking about a 66-year-old woman who only stands at 5'7, right? So they ha- he had to come with something a little different. He had to get the remix, right? <sighs> Mrs. Danner appeared to be strong, robust woman, to be a stronger, robust woman. And it would be difficult to disarm her. Bitch, you can't get you can't get a bat out of a 66-year-old woman's hand. You with police behind you. So yeah, you might have got hit one time, but I'm sure you wouldn't have got hit over and over. And who's to say? Like, I'm so, I'm so fucking over this. I'm so tired of it. So now, you know, he needs to, he needs to move the trial because he wants to get a fair, he doesn't feel like he can get a fair trial in the Bronx. No, bitch, you're going to get the exact fucking trial you deserve because there's no way in hell if you was servicing, if you were a police officer in Long Island, you would have even thought you would have even considered it would not have even crossed your motherfucking mind to shoot a 66 year old white woman center mass for having a baseball bat you wouldn't even pull your gun up if that 66 year old woman had her own gun there was no there was there's no scenario that you can give me where this white man would have killed a 66 year old white woman there's no there's nothing 
There's nothing you can tell me. There's no report you can show me. The, I've seen, we've seen videos. I saw a white bitch stab a police officer. This motherfucker didn't even have his gun up. I've seen bitches straight drive into police officers. They don't even defend themselves. So there's nothing you're going to tell me that about a, a white man killing and murdering a 66-year-old white woman. I don't give a fuck. And if I don't see the video, then you motherfucking made it up. And that's the black-ass bottom line, period. So no, don't let him move this trial out of the Bronx. He wanted to motherfucking work in the Bronx. He went and collected a check every day from the Bronx. He got those taxpayers paid for him to come and be a police officer in that district. Then guess what, bitch? Now you will have to be subject to the, the decision of the people that you were quote unquote serving. Sick of this shit, man. Damn. This woman is 66 years old. I'm, I'm, I can't. I'm, I'm done. That's all I that's all I got for this. I can't. I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode, man. If you haven't already, get subscribed, guys. Get subscribed. Tell a friend to tell two friends to come on through, join the party, be a part of this black ass village. Um, speaking of village, if you want to help support the podcast, then you can go to patreon.com slash black ass podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash black ass podcast put a little something on the books have a bitch put it in. <laughs> all right y'all about to get up out of here make sure y'all follow me on all social media you can get me on hrcomedy.com and i'm out peace